zone by the Baltimore Ravens. I want to be great like Elvis without the tassels. The Holmes will throw it in the pocket. He's launching one long. Marquez Valdez scantling catches the ball at the Raven 30 on his backside. Shades of the catch he had against Cincinnati in the end zone last year in the AFC Championship game. Marquez Valdez scantling saving the best for last. I thought it was difference between winning and losing. Um, he made some big plays with his legs, getting out of the pocket, moving the chains and some first downs, getting some explosives. Uh, he competed his ass off today, and it wasn't easy for any of us, but uh, he kept grinding and uh, was unbelievable there in the second half. I felt like if we wouldn't turn the ball over, we definitely would have had a shot. We definitely would have came out with a win, but they did a great job of not turning the ball over and putting points on the board. James, but he missed the net. <laughs> but UND sweep. Oh, that is a big sweep by North Dakota. Oh, chew. Stop singers writing on my songs. Let's sing them every night so I don't get them wrong. I got well, so pretty, pretty vividly. It's like getting your heart ripped out. And uh, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard. And no, we didn't come in and have to nobody. We were doing backflips like, all right, we got this thing. One, they know better. We all know better. We talked about it. We knew they were going to make a run in the second half. We talked about it. We knew we were going to have to weather a storm in the second half. And uh, so when they started to make a push, it was, no, we weren't surprised. We just couldn't counter back. And we've always been able to counter back. We just couldn't quite do it. It is a Monday edition, the Jack Michaels Show, live and direct, live and local at our studios at 1020, South 25th Street in Fargo. I just ran down the hall. <laughs> just ran down the hall. Yeah. I'm going to wash up a little bit. I'm going to crack it. Oh, I, uh, it, it, phone line's open. Text club open, 35270. Uh, I, I don't know how you're, if you have friends that are Lions fans, we have a couple in our building. And I, Big Ben, who works on Froggy 99.9. He wore his Lions hoodie today, and I said, good for you. Yep. You wore your Lions hoodie today. You know, that was great. Our our GM, our guy Dan, <laughs> I was feeling for him today because he, he's Michiganed up. You know, he's he's Detroit, and it's all uh, it's all good. And, it, and it's funny, you know, one game was a three-pointer, one game was a seven-pointer. The seven-pointer felt like it should have been a 21-pointer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that game was not as close as it no. as it appeared on the final score, for sure. And the three-pointer is really the one that I think most water cooler, most conversations today, not only because of Detroit's in the, you know, the Vikings division, we get all the, but that just seemed to be the one that is going to be the topic of conversation. I, I Have you ever, I don't know, I've told, I don't know if you've told your yours this story about the frog and the scorpion before. Oh, but yeah. I've told my, I think over the years when the, when the girls were younger, I told them about the frog and the scorpion. And it's a, it's an interesting tale, parable, uh-huh. lesson, life, you know, and <laughs> not, not going to get into all of it, but <laughs> I'm just sitting there going across the pond, right? How do I know that if you, you know, if, if I jump on your back halfway across the pond, 
you know, right? You'll uh, you'll you'll sting me and I'll drown. A Voltron. And then the the frog says or the scorpion says, well, why if I sting you and you drown, I'll drown too. And the frog thinks about it and says, oh, that makes sense. So they start making their way across the pond, and the scorpion stings the frog, and they but, but now you'll drown too. He goes, yeah, but that's what I. I'm a scorpion. I'm a scorpion. So <laughs> as I was, as in the second half of the Lions game, <laughs> this is someone's probably going, not a bad parable. That's a, that's yep. a life lesson. As as the second half of the Lions game, and it's that that first third. It's the first conversion question mark. I um, <laughs> I'm thinking he's gonna go for. They're gonna go for this, and and I'm not gonna like it. And I, I don't have a point in the race, but I don't, I don't like it already. I don't like. I don't even like thinking about it. Go get the three. Get up three scores. Go get the three. Get up three scores. It's second half up three scores. And I thought they're not gonna do it. Because they're a scorpion. And it's just, Derek, it is, it's, and you can't sit here and probably, you can sit here and say a lot about Dan Campbell, but it's who they are, Derek, and it's unfortunate because, and I don't know if it would have made a difference or not. Maybe San Fran still comes back. Maybe there's another, maybe there is that turnover. I don't know, but I know being up three scores in the second half is is a lot better. So that was my, the other one I think I know a lot tied of the game, fo- right? I know a lot of head football coaches have drawn because they're too much of a scorpion. Uh, yeah. Right, it's an interesting tale to tell, and it and it shows itself in sport far too many times, far too many times in so many instances. Basketball, I'll give you the scenario: you're down by three, thirty seconds left, you've got the ball, you set up for what a three pointer, you miss it, game over. You know, as opposed to maybe you're down, you got thirty seconds, go down there and get a quick two, maybe you get an and one, right? Whatever it is, there's enough time, but you take it and miss it, and you're done. And it almost seemed like that was Detroit. You could feel it there. You could palpably feel it. Like this is this might hurt. I don't know. Maybe not, but this might. And that might. And ESPN came out with the analytics and I, I saw this. You know, of course everybody's got analytics. You know, it doesn't make it right or whatever. It was ninety point eight percent chance that if by going for it and ninety point three percent chance so it's really a fifty fifty. Well, that's why you don't play the game on paper. You know, and I right. get that. I, who are we to question Dan Campbell? I, I Derek, if you were the coach of the Cowboys, I, I <laughs> if he was the coach of Dallas, I'm like let's go. You know, I, I that's a guy. You, if you played for him, you'd run through all for him. You, there's no question his heart, belief, love, loyalty, all of it bleeds with Detroit. He he is Detroit as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, to your point, I heard your sports this morning at the six o'clock. <laughs> I was just nodding my head, going. I felt, and it's not hindsight, and for many it probably wasn't. It w- it was like, oof, I hope you get it. Uh, you're plus 14, you know. I get plus 21, puts that much more pressure on, but plus three scores. To me, it's, to me it gets down to the possessions. Well, hun- there you go. Right, Derek? You said the word right it there. It just gets down to that. You limit the possessions oh. that the other team can get back into you, and that's where you really get in trouble with that one, and... I also think they had to consider at the end, and Joel Heikamp and I are talking about this. He kind of just he didn't he didn't know about that, but you know, when you're over two minutes and you kind of get to the point where you got to kick the field goal to just yep. go and see if your defense can stop the 49ers to get the ball back and then go for the touchdown there, and then if you want to go for the win with two the point conversion, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question you there as sure. long as you don't have a penalty and go back and relive the whole Cowboys fiasco, but I I just think that. 
at some point, common sense has to take over from analytics and whatever, and you have to do the thing that you can get, you know, get you in the position of win the game. Now the players put his him in a tough situation by fumbling the ball because I listened to the game. I was I went to the wild game yes. Saturday night, and yeah. I listened to the game on the way back. And you went to War Road. I went to the Wild game. Oh, the Wild. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Hockey Day. I, I did not. Yeah. We celebrated Hockey Day in St. Paul on Saturday night. <laughs> I thought. With the Wild blowing a 2-1 lead. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was bad. 3-2 the final. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Against a team that they shouldn't be losing to, the Ducks. Yes. But that's a different story. Did you buy a, Did you get anything from the concessions? I did not. Well, okay. we had dinner before. Okay. So we Very good. were plenty full. Capital Grill? Uh, no. Okay. Um, no, but it was one of these <laughs> things where... So so I'm listening to it, and once the Lions fumbled, once Gibbs fumbled, how often do I say it after the final score, look at the turnover ratio, that changed everything. That fumble changed the whole game. Turnovers do yeah. it. You've called how many games? How many times have turnovers and, and, changed and the game can, for you? You feel it. Yep. You just feel it. A hundred percent. Oh, if, for those that didn't, and I can't imagine anybody in our listing area tuning into the, the show today, didn't take it. Maybe didn't. Maybe had some other obligations. But what we're getting at is um, the tale of two halves, really, uh, Detroit and San Francisco. The first 10 minutes of the second half, Detroit let their 24-7 lead dissipate. It slept away. It just The Niners added a field goal, two touchdowns, a six. Purdy, you know, and we'll get back to why it's – I don't think you should – you don't need to have a running quarterback in the NFL – but you need a quarterback that can run, and there's a difference. Thank you. Thank you. Right, Derek? That's so why I'm giving up on number eight. After watching yeah. yesterday, I'm totally, it's, let's move on. Uh, you can see what a guy that can and what that does. So in Ayuk, you heard the Ayuk thing, a one-yard run by McCaffrey, third quarter. They tie the game heading into the fourth. The uh, Niners then add a field goal to open up the fourth after Lions punt. They took their first lead 27-24. to and then the the attempt uh, conversions on fourth downs in the second half, the uh, the the field goal attempts that would have either the one time extended Detroit's lead as we've been talking about, and the other one tied the game at twenty seven. One of them was a uh, uh, more I think the, the the one that would have given them the three score or the the three score lead was a shorter field goal right. than the one that would have tied it. Right. The one that would have tied was like 40, it was 48 or so. Or 48, that's what Harlan said anyway on the yeah. one I was listening. Yeah, yeah. Here, okay, yeah, here it is. Uh, 27 was the other one, and 48 was the other. Those are the distances. And then the uh, the icing on the cake. The Lions fail on fourth and three, 7.38 to go in the game, down 27 to 24. Could have tied the You've game. You've got to try to kick the field, field goal, goal there, don't you? Yeah. Goff uh, to Amon Ross Brown. And they turn the ball over downs and in seventy yards and seven plays, and now it's thirty four twenty four San Francisco. Well, there's three choices there, right? Yep. You you either call them all, you know. You, you either go for it in fourth down. Yep. You kick the field goal to tie it, or you maybe, line up, or maybe you go and punt and try to pin them deep at the one or yard that, line, or play the field position game. Yeah. I, I think yeah. The, the third option of what he did is the last one I would do. I would I would get either my punter or kicker out there. I just it uh, it hurts to be a scorpion sometimes. <laughs> well, <laughs> or a leopard in its spots. I get it. All of these these. But why is Bill Belichick metaphors. the best? Because he wasn't a scorpion. He said, "Oh, I see that you do this. I'm gonna try to take away what you do best, and that's how I'm gonna beat you." Yep. I mean, I I look at a scorpion of being Kevin O'Connell trying to be a scorpion with Josh Dobbs trying to make him into Kirk Cousins. Yep. 
And if he does that with the young quarterback that he's going to draft or he doesn't want him moving out of the pocket and running for a first down the way that Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy do, guess what, Kevin O'Connell? You ain't going to win jack. No. That's just not no. – those it, guys are not there anymore. They are just not – you're sitting in the pocket and hoping to wait for the open man and hoping that Christian Derrissaw can hold a guy out for 10 seconds is not what the NFL is anymore. I'm sorry. There just was not. one time in that game when I think, I think Campbell was – was toying with and then went out and got the you know he went out and took the points mm-hmm. right so there, there was wasn't like he couldn't be talked out of something maybe or but but somewhere along the line someone has to talk you out of your scorpionness well and it's interesting his attitude part of the reason he is the way he is is Vikings related so Mike Zimmer's last year he went for a long field goal they missed it. Mm. Vikings go down and score. Remember the whole. Mm. Remember when Kirk Cousins shoved Mike Zimmer and said, "You like that?" Yeah, that was that game. That was that game, and that was so. That was so going back to what twenty two, no twenty one. This is the fall of twenty one, and so that's when he decided I'm going to go for a fourth down instead of long field goal sometimes, and that's that is the genesis of all this. Man alive. It is. Isn't that crazy? It is. It's it's weird how intertwined these is, and and and. I never been a head coach in the NFL. You've never been a head coach in the NFL. We all have our our, our fans, and uh, whether we call games or not, whether you're Paul Allen, who knows a lot, obviously, because he does. He's in the midst of that. sits down, right. chats, gets gets to know mentalities on that. I think there comes to be a point in time where where you you're so knee deep into the forest of of what it is that you do that uh, you. It, it's it, maybe it's impossible to step out of that forest, Derek. Maybe it just it's with everything telling you this. There's that part. One more roll, right? You're on a rolling craps. You know, one more. I'm gonna well, run. There's an analogy right? I I'm like. Gonna, I'm gonna roll one more. Man, well, I'm gonna roll. Let's let's simplify it to your small town pull tabs, right? Yep. Oh, hey, we got the three hundred dollar ticket. <laughs> now we're we gonna. Pocket the three hundred dollars after we all put in twenty. Oh, we can go back into that. No, bag. we're gonna go back into the we jar and lose it all jar. again. <laughs> one That's, more roll. Yeah, Dan crapped Campbell out. is playing pull tabs. He's crapped out. There you go. It's a. It's it's a. And and if he if he if they convert one of those third downs and they go in and score and they hold him and they're getting ready for Vegas in two weeks, obviously we're not talking about any of this. But that didn't happen. And is it hindsight? Well, like, of course it's hindsight, but did you did that come out of your mouth when it was going on? Then it's not hindsight. So I've right. met a lot of people, maybe even in Detroit, there. and kudos to the Lions fans. Ford Field, game wasn't at Ford Field, out in Santa Clara. They, had, they sold out Ford Field for $20 a person to go and be with each oh, other been fun. in yeah. a stadium. They sold it out. And they That's sold cool. it out within minutes. That's neat. Isn't that unbelievable? Isn't that that's great? a fun way to enjoy it. That's for sure. a that's a fan base, man. If you're a Lions fan, that's a fan base. And you felt again, you have felt but it, the thing that hurts <laughs> timing, you know, you can you wake up today and you say, oh, it's the timing. Well, it's my suggestion timing. to Lion fans is go back and watch the national championship game over again. Yep. Unless you're a fan of Sparty, I don't I have nothing for you. So because <laughs> you don't want to watch the Wolverines win the championship again. You don't want to Watch the Lions lose again. Yeah, so go watch. Go so, sorry, watch Michigan the, State. I don't know about you, but for you Wolverine slash Lions fans, you know, just enjoy the winter that you've had. Uh, so the um, so let's go back to the and and Derek, you and I will have a couple of weeks to break down everything 
uh, and, and get that. But uh, teams with, you know, Super Bowl appearances but no victories. Of course, Vikings sitting Boy, there. They, with these two teams are an embarrassment of riches. Bills on this, and they? Vikings and Bengals three, Panthers two, Falcons two, you know, Chargers, Titans, Cardinals. I can go with this. And then you have the uh, the list that you don't want to be on. Teams that have never reached the Super Bowl. Cleveland Browns, 57 years. That's something. Detroit Lions, 57 years. Yeah, two historic NFL. We're talking, <laughs> you know, pre-Super Bowl yeah. era, you know, as far as franchises. Yeah. Never been to the Super Bowl. Jets, 47 years. I mean, the Vikings are up there, too. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah. But yeah, two I don't remember two. a Vikings game. I was like three the last one that they've <laughs> the been at. 46 years, last Super Bowl 11, 1976. Yeah. Um, but Cleveland and, and Detroit, 57 years. So that's the pain. If you work with a Lions fan today, and whether they're young or older or middle-aged or 50s or 60s, that's the pain you're feeling today. 57 years. And Dan Campbell, you know, again, they got a mic in front of these guys not far removed from a heartbreak. I mean, that's it's the worst time to, you know. It's so one thing about reporters. How do you feel? What do you think it was? Well, I just finished the game like nine minutes ago. I was in knee deep, you know. But you got to talk. That's your job. And he, he was honest in this. I think part of his mouth sputtered out, I don't know if we're going to get back again. You're just being flat out honest. You know, and that was his way, I think, of saying, you know how tough it is to get? Oh, yeah, for sure. And he said, I don't know if we're getting back there again. And 57 years. Could you even imagine? I mean, you and I, hopefully, you know, we're probably not going to be on the, on the earth if it's under 57. Gee, I hope not. My body's <laughs> aching enough at almost 51. I was just panting oh running my. from the bathroom yeah. here a moment ago. Trust so. me, as someone who's still trying to get their lungs recovered from <laughs> pneumonia, <laughs> trust me on that one. I, uh, so, simple question for the text club today. High school, college, pro. Women's, men's, doesn't matter. What team, school, slash organization, franchise has had more pain because than Cleveland and Detroit? Specifically, it's pain. 57 years since they have it. Can you imagine? For almost six decades, you have never reached the ultimate game in the sport in which you are trying to achieve. Well, and you know, it's funny. I've had this conversation before with the two gentlemen we were talking about with the Honolulu and blue and silver that uh, they wear quite a bit around here. <laughs> they actually, we have this debate a lot because it's not, I don't know if it's a debate, like which is harder. The fact that they, and I guess you could kind of look at the lines like the Timberwolves, right? Harder or more painful? Well, is it tougher to be in the Viking situation where in my lifetime, like I said, I don't remember the four Super Bowl losses. I was too young. Mm-hmm. But I've been through the five NFC championship games. Three of them rip your heart out. Two of them embarrassingly lost the Eagles-Giants games, right? So, I remember the Atlanta when I was in Mexico. So it was Atlanta. So it was Atlanta, the, that the Redskins game, and then, of course, the Saints won. So I've been through that. And then – you know, Blair Walsh, you can add all the playoff yeah. losses. There's a lot of pain. Yeah, so there's Some a lot of scars. pain. So those postseason losses, I think, are tougher than a team that almost makes you, 
you know, just where you almost, but, where you're like losing so much in the regular season doesn't matter. Like the Wolves, all these I, years up until this I, year, right? It's a, it's a, it, and we'll we'll touch on this and we'll get more texts in and calls if you want to. What Derek's bringing up here is it just put my mind on another. It, it's like you and I are going over the three class tournaments here and, and where we're, we're going to broadcast who's going to yeah. be playing all of this and it's it's a lot because North Dakota went to a three class system and and it's great for those. Uh, in equity speaking, you know, teams, you know, you try to get them in enrollment and everything. So you're trying to find equity, competitive balance, I think, or competitive equity. Um, because with just two classes, the old argument is I can guarantee you who's not making state. I can I can almost guarantee you who's not going to win another state title this year. Right. And I, I can name the towns because why? Yeah, they might have some mild success, but they're going to get beat. They're going to beat. They don't have the aroma. They don't have the players. They don't. Have, they can't. It, it's always been that argument, Derek. So now we've got a three class system. Maybe, maybe competitively, equity wise, uh, we balance. Got a chance it. though. Maybe, maybe got a little bit of a chance. There's a little bit of glimmer of hope. So to your your point about the pain of the losing championship games, forget the fact of losing, being the Super Bowl four times and losing all of them. Also, the pain of losing a conference championship versus. Never seeing that light. Never seeing that that not being relevant. Not being in that game. Not being a chance to get into the Super Bowl. What is that's why the question is today. What organization? Who's had more pain? Who's had to deal with the pain of never being or the pain of being not winning or again not going because of the way that you lost, maybe the one that got you into the big game on that. And Detroit and Cleveland for fifty seven years haven't played in the Super Bowl. That is that's a numbing that's a, because you know during those fifty seven years, Derek, I bet you there's been times we thought maybe this year. Well and I think for the Cleveland year. it was tough because you know, who do they hate more than anyone in Cleveland? And this goes back to with the late eighties. Is John Elway because they had two what NFC Championship games yep. sitting there, and they it was they were right there for the taking, and he you had the fumble and you had the drive, and, and those are two things. And I think you're kind of switching a little bit here. That's kind of way much of the AFC is looking at Patrick Mahomes right now. Right, well, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are going. This guy is just annoying, and so and he's not even thirty yet. I know. So that that's it's kind of an interesting thing. I think it's harder to be. Really good and get hurt in the postseason more than it is to be irrelevant, and almost to the point where people get apathetic about your program because you're just never having a chance anyway. Because what I'm hearing from our friends Dan and Ben here, who yep. are what a great year! This was a lot of fun. This is a stepping stone They're for okay the next big things. Not necessarily for, into more victories, no. but they'll take it. Or when Blair Walsh missed the kick, you're like, man, we could have maybe upset the Panthers. We beat them early in the year, and you know. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that. And, and mind you, Cleveland, you know, they they before we know it as we know it, Super Bowl and all of that. I mean, Cleveland had NFL titles. Detroit has had NFL, just not the ones that you're thinking right. about now. You know, they've had championships, and Cleveland had like four of them. Detroit had a couple, but not in the vein that we're talking about now. Right. Um should we take it or kick one first? Let's get, take a break here. Okay, quick one. We'll come back. It's a lot to un, 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 a lot to unpack today. The Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. I want yeah! This is Neil Van Dam from the Van Dam Financial Group. Yep. Yep. Monday. Uh, who's got more pain? Can you get? We should have a battle of pain. <laughs> a pain battle, Derek. And submit your 
organization slash high school, college, submit your pain today. <laughs> Do you have more than Cleveland and Detroit? I haven't been there 57 times, 57 years. That's a uh, text in at 35270. Yeah, we got one of those. As a Viking fans, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that those three and 13 seasons are far easier to stomach than having your heart ripped out in the playoffs. I agree 100%. I, I, think, just, I just asked you off air. I said, do you think Liz Taylor would have been happier had she not yeah. just met in love and followed and married at all? Or Is it better to lose a love than... Right, or do you think she's you know, she's all right? Dude. Six, seven marriage, whatever she is. Yeah. you think that was all right? I, I don't know. Um We'll see. I, I told you my my yotes. You know, growing up, you know, we had some pretty good teams, and uh, just haven't haven't won a state for, for a long time. Got there, fell short. Yeah. You know, it it hurts to fall short, doesn't it? It it does. It it hurts. Viking fans have experienced. So you're gonna. So I, my guess is that on the question today in the text club, and uh, I don't know, thirty one points per accepted answer today. So someone submitted Minnesota. Derek has confirmed Minnesota more pain than what the Lions fans maybe are experiencing today. Even though now you got to wait till maybe maybe fifty eight, maybe sixty, maybe never, maybe one hundred and fourteen years. Well, I think Lions fans feel good because there's a kind of a a culture and base that they look at that looks like it's going to be sustainable in the NFC North for a while. So if they come up, fall short, come up, fall short, come up, fall short. Come up After 10 short. years, then we're talking about a different story. Now can they meet some of the 100%. Vikings' pain? 100%. Okay. Cleveland's got pain. Yeah, if they have NFC championships like this every other year, oh, yeah. Got some pain? Yeah, that, that's where that's we're going to be talking <laughs> Bill's Vikings territory here. That, you're 100% right, right on that. 237-3767-888-458-6926. You know, even some of the newer clubs, Derek, have uh, – uh, well, we'll get into that more. Did we miss a Paul call Friday? Yeah, he's been working Fridays for whatever reason. What he's... the heck? Is this Paul today to Monday? Yes, happy Monday. Well, happy Monday, Paul. How are you? You know, the Ravens are having pain. That's who I expect. The Ravens, yeah. They should have some pain probably yeah. feeling right now. Yeah. Lions, they almost had it. They had the lead, and Ravens, they left messed up, then I'm going to predict the Timberwolves score for tonight over Oklahoma Thunder. That's 119 a, to 101. Uh, oh, They're going to need it after their loss to San Antonio. Yeah, that was a bad Saturday. loss. They need to go on a hot streak. Yeah, yeah and they put themselves in a good spot. Good stuff today, Paul. You know what, what, what do you got? The, 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 Valley Sports North, they better get that TV contract situated. Pretty yeah, I, I hope they do just for you so you can sleep at night. Because <laughs> you're going to yeah? you're gonna, you're gonna hear you're, more you of that. We all three won't sleep at night until... No, I'll be fine. Yeah. I got the radio, yeah. but... Uh, hey. Yeah, that's get right. That's true. We'll get this done. All Good right. call, Paul. Well, hey, what, Paul. Paul, what did you say that score was uh, tonight, Wolves? Bingo. All right. Good right, job, we'll Paul. We'll hold you to that. Very All good, right. Paul. Put me down for a crinkle fry. Well, <laughs> that's what yeah, I want. Exactly. That's what I want. Other. He time. mentioned Baltimore. And I'll tell you, if we just went cities, if I if I switch the text club question today and show me a city with pain as opposed to – you can do both, a specific uh, you know team or franchise or school or college. Um, I mean, Baltimore had Cal Ripken, Jr., and Baltimore's had, you know, Brooks Robinson. Baltimore's They've had World had, Series championships so they, and Super Bowls. I don't care about the, them. 
but they've also had some pretty lean, <laughs> lean years. All right, I'm going along with yeah, that. Yeah, but they I mean they stole the Browns and then they got two Super Bowl championships. Yeah, right. not I have a, no not as much pain. Yeah, you know, they're All fine. Right. All right. No, trust me, they can gonna... go watch Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer win them Super Bowls. And... I'll tell you what, and it was not 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 cruel. I saw a lot of social media says it turned out. You know, and and we're I've been on the Lamar Jackson. I mean, the guy what he does is different than what a lot of people do, and everybody would be lucky enough to have Lamar Jackson. Oh, 100 percent. Uh, but I saw a lot of uh, a lot of social media just kind of said, well, and in the end, what happened? Mahomes was Mahomes, and Lamar didn't get it. And now the poor guy is just tabbed on the guy that can't. You know, today's day and age, Derek, like Maury used to say, what have you done for me lately? It is, it, we are in a what have you done for me lately massive vacuum right now. But, but I think what we are lost is, and I think it's because it's what we talked about last week with everyone getting sick of them, is so much focus is on, Mahomes and Kelsey, that defense is pretty salty for Kinda, the Kansas oh, City Chiefs. Great point. And they are so overlooked. Chris Jones is going to be a free agent after this year. Yeah. If you were to ask me if I wanted number eight or him leading that de- defensive line and putting the money, I would put him ahead because I think what Spagnola does and what they do on defense has been so overshadowed by the star-studded offense. At times not even recognized. It, 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 because – I said, Trent McDuffie, I was screaming, the Vikings got to draft him. Instead, they traded down, didn't get a first-round pick, and I'll never get over that. Quasi Adolfo Mensa, rookie mistake that still mm-hmm. is haunting him to this day. An all-pro, not a pro bowler, an all-pro all pro. cornerback. that he, he made a difference again on just yesterday afternoon. So those are the things that we're not talking about enough with Kansas City is that defense causes problems. <sighs> ask Josh Allen, ask Lamar Jackson, it's a very underrated part of what they do, and they don't get enough credit as they should because we are looking at. I don't think we're ever going to see the, you know, the, the we're twenty years Patriots and Brady and all that type yep. of situation. But right now Great we are point. using the D word going into the twenties. That's why they're it's the why roaring twenties of this century. Yeah, that's why they're not favored. Obviously, with San Fran in the Super Bowl, yep. they're already two and a half. I think the line was two and a half immediately. Uh, last night, so I don't know what it is now, and, I'm, and we'll see where the bets come in and all that. But you're right; nobody talked about the defense. All about, and, and, and granted, Mahomes is is you know he's a winner. He's an it factor guy. He's he's, just, he's in a different level. There's just no getting around. Kelsey, it. you know, we were talking on on KFGL last week. I don't know if it came up with you also on how come you can't guard these great tight ends. Why? Why are these tight ends? It's funny you said that because my father and I were talking about that. You know, Laporta huge I, game. You know, the University of Iowa has all these tight ends out there. Laporta, Kittle playing each other yesterday. I have yeah. a couple of thoughts, Derek. I don't know. I mean, I I know that the first of all, there's rules. I mean, there's contact you can have within right. this, and then you know the routes are being run. And now if you're grabbing and clutching, which doesn't get allowed as much anymore, you know there's going to be flags. So you know that to me that's that's a basic response to why you can't. Uh, guard number two to me, the size of these guys and the athleticism of these guys to shake, and and certainly against zone coverage, right? To to do those little jerk routes that 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 you slip into open spots because you got quarterbacks that are throwing darts. So there's that part going on. I think with Kelsey and Mahomes, they share the same brain. To me, there there's there. You mentioned the it factor. I think there's reasons why you you just that Kelsey's open. Why? They share the same brains. That he's in his brain, he's in his, and and all of that combined to me, the Porta same kind of deal. I mean, we have 
a good tight end. Oh, man. A good tight end can get you a long ways. They're a great default in the National Football League. And Kelsey was just insane yesterday of getting open, Derek. He, had, he was on pace for about 180 yards yesterday. But your defensive code is great. I think you're nailed Well, yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of forget we, about we've that. We've overlooked that. Yeah, I think most of America has. A few texts in here. Uh, my high school never got to state, state and closed in uh, 2006. That's it, a sad story. Yeah, they lost in the uh, regional championship in the mid-'80s. Two was the closest. By two was the closest that they got to. So let me stop there. So do you think the pain that that texture is feeling, that long, never been, is worse than – wide left and everything else that you were I would talk to uh since the early 90s Moorhead Spud hockey fans. Oh. They've been on the door so mm. many times with you know former you know, NHLers on the team, current division 1. They've hey. been knocking on the door so many times and just fell short in the state championship game nonetheless. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one I think of quite a bit cuz you know, you know how the emotion we had, how many state championships we went to and lost, oh. and how Eric Frichty, part of the Caledonia dynasty, and <laughs> his father, the coach, or whatever, you know. Yeah. But my point is, is that you have those guys, and the Chiefs are kind of that to the AFC right now. You know, Caledonia was that to two way. You know, no. all these city schools were that to Moorhead. That's the Chiefs now. Yeah, I mean, that, they're that's, Caledonia, right? Exactly, and that's kind of what you're looking <laughs> at. It, you have that team that you know, and to your point with the three classes, that's why we are we're at because in Region One. I mean, let's face it, a lot of these schools are looking up at Kindred and all these schools. Yeah, going, there have been the me? usual suspects uh-huh. uh, in, in that. Yeah. By the way, they dropped a little news over there. Isaac Frickty, a name as uh, offensive coordinator for North Dakota. That was wild stuff over the weekend with Jake Landry you know, coming in oh and booming heavens. and going. And I know he's spicing and, up the rivalry he and, again. He and Paulie, I know, are good friends. And now he's up and boom, he's going to do that. And then so Frickty on it at, at North Dakota. That's not, we might have to not get a Isaac bad on. football mind yeah. there, by the way, yeah. with a. Guy played for the Vikings, played for the Gophers. Gophers. Played a little stint with the Lions, too, if I'm not mistaken. Like a handful of games on that and uh, been around. It's a pretty good football bloodstream. I've seen it firsthand for sure. That texture, though, I'm with Derek. You know, if your school never made it and then folded, that's 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 pain. That's a tough, yeah, that's tough. Uh, Derek, you're banging about McDuffie is overwrought in, I don't know what this word is, as lamenting Minnesota signing Cousins and subsequently drafting Hughes instead of Lamar Jackson. Am I right? Well, I mean, I was never in favor of the Kirk Cousins signing in the first place, not because of the money he made or whatever. I just thought after what you had from, you know, Case Keenum going to the NFC Championship game, and maybe you go that route, and you know, Mike not, Hughes didn't work out. Obviously, right. it's not fair to ask you because we don't know, and it's um, it's an unfair. It's not fair to ask if Cousins doesn't hurt the Achilles. It'd be unfair for me to we ask just don't you. Know. Right. It'd be unfair to ask you going, is is the, is Minnesota playing last night against San Francisco? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I maybe they get in the playoffs. I I just don't think they were good enough. They were playing pretty well. Yeah, they were. Okay. But you know, they started off 0 3 with Cousins and Jefferson's. I mean, it was it was just a it was a mess. Yeah. You know, it took them Carolina and I mean the defense took some hits too. Yeah, and they uh, took they, they with, got the injury. If they had the yeah. injuries on defense, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I just don't think yeah. from All right. top to bottom they were good enough and that's what they have to those are the issues that they have to figure out this year. You got two teams on the top who are obviously looking like they're young and ready to go for a while and the Lions and the Packers and the Bears have draft picks galore here coming up. And so you they got some work to do on this roster. There's no getting around it. But 
I mean, we can go second guess. I've second guessed a lot of the draft picks that they made over the years. Sure. I mean, I, I, yeah. well, but I think, I think the, I think the, the Quasi one, I think for Vikings to ignore the how big of a deal that is to go from 12 to 32 and not get a first round or a next year's draft, it's ludicrous. I mean, well, for the people who don't understand that how much how much that has really handcuffed this organization, I'm sorry, you can compare it to any other draft. That is a huge issue right now for this team. And, and, and here coming up when the NFL draft comes, we're going to have our NFL draft show for the 20-whatever-th year, almost 30. <laughs> almost and 30. I, and I age us already on this whole thing. And it really is what you're doing as a fan, just as a fan, even people that have shows and sports shows, <clears throat> is you're, you're putting hope in the GMs and the staff that, uh, that draft that they know what uh, talent assessment, number one, right. you know, assessing talent. Uh, trying to try to, and that's not perfect, imperfect science, but assessing talent, and in the same vein, how that fits with the team that and your vision, like what the team you have, and if it's a quarterback, certainly the availability and how soon before you get them in. So all that is just balled in there. And Derek, I know when you enter drafts, that's kind of what you're looking at. You're looking at what you have as a Viking fan, uh, where you know what what you think the needs are. The window of opportunity, the impact on some of these players that are getting drafted and going. And then, you know, of course, the Vikings had other thoughts when they went out and got a. Vikings have been searching for a franchise QB for as long as I've been doing talk radio, it seems. Well, let's go to that. So, you and I have done, as we said, almost 30 years of draft shows yeah. together. Have many of them. I don't second guess a lot of them years later, right? I'm pretty. No. So. You do a lot of. I see why they went and got this. I see why they got that. He was available. So I in 1999, you and I did the biggest draft party I think we ever had, along with Dr. Jim Heilman. We were. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, so, so here we are. Places people are waiting in the rain to get in, <laughs> and we're all saying they need defensive help. They got scorched in the, you know, the second half of the NFC Championship game. Well, they drafted a franchise quarterback for essentially Brad Johnson, right? They, so did that help with the defense in 1999? No. And I second guess that. Now people can argue about, oh Dante, he did this, he did that. But the bottom line is, even though he got them to an NFC Championship game that they lost forty-one donut, it didn't help out that team in nineteen ninety-nine, which you were drafting for. Then they go, despite the fact that the defensive line coach from Michigan State said, "Don't draft this guy; he's not stable." Demetrius. So they take Demetrius Underwood instead of Patrick Kearney, who had a great career with the Atlanta Falcons, you know, double-digit sacks almost every year. And, I, and, and at 11, I was saying, well, take Javon Kirst or Anthony McFarlane, better known as Booger. On Booger. Yep. But he was a good impact player for yep. that 2000 a Super Bowl team, for or 2001 Super Bowl team for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yep. next to Warren Sapp. He was a good defensive good tackle at LSU. Com- without question. So none of these things I talk about. The night of the Trent McDuffie thing, I'm saying, draft him. Don't. And then they traded down, you and I, and. We're sitting there going, are you kidding me? We were all ready to get ready for the draft, yeah. and now we knew that we we're going to have to leave early because they were going to draft they until 11 o'clock at night. Right. People wearing their shirts are all geared up on that. Uh, Jack Michael show, Monday edition. Yeah, we're unpacking. We're unpacking for the weekend. Uh, little Chiefs talk today. I feel if we do have Raven fans out there, uh, this to me this season, if not Baltimore's to lose – Certainly you saw a team in the AFC that you thought defensively sound enough, quarterback, all the different things that uh, that could face a, a San Francisco, that could that could make some noise, right. win a Super Bowl. And they and then we somewhere along the line, as you said, Derek, we forgot about Kansas City that that they could actually be defense. They won two games on the road in two environments that 
I'm sorry. Tough that, to that's play. Pretty, pretty good stuff. You know, and they, they, they just reminded us that this is what Super Bowl caliber teams uh, done. You may not even have all the personnel, but you certainly have the mentality and the how-to. Well, let's face it. The Kansas City Chiefs, if they win in two weeks, yeah. we're using the D word now, yeah, aren't we? I think you are. I mean, you got it because they've been there, what, four of the last five years now yeah. and, and you know, six in the – so, Kirby, uh, Mahomes lost his first year to Brady, right? And then they, you know, Brady went on to beat the Rams, correct? But, so, th- and then it's been yeah, they because, won. They uh, beat the, these very same Forty ers Came back and you know we're down to what ten points and came back and won it. And then they lost to Tom Brady. Yeah. So in 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 uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four, they beat San Fran, as we know. Super Bowl Fifty Five, lost to Tampa Bay. Uh, Super Bowl 57, of course, last year beat Philadelphia. You know, this is a – I mean, they've been in it. One, two, three. This will be four of the last five years. He's got a chance to win his third – and, and again, we pointed to Patrick Mahomes. Funny how that works, isn't it? Uh, we point to Mahomes. they got a chance to win this for three of the last uh, – he's got he's got three Super Bowls under his belt. Yeah. Joe Burrow beat him in Arrowhead, and that's it. I mean, that's the only one that he's lost, right? I mean, that's – a you know, in the past how many years? You know, since his first year of starting, his second year in the league, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's, and I'm not one who cheers against excellence. I never was a patriot hater. Well, I just I, I'm not that I'm pulling for them. I just kind of appreciate what I'm seeing because it's just when you see rarefied air like magic and yep. bird in the '80s and Jordan right in the '90s. I mean, yeah. it's fun to watch, even if you don't really like them all that much. I mean. I as a, as a Viking fan, I don't like watching sweetness run all over him, but he did. And, and right. but you have to appreciate what he can do. Uh, mine at high right now is ranked one in both boys and girls in two ways. So they've they've experienced some championships. Do you agree with this text? In that's that, <laughs> that uh, Vikings save money by trading down. That's more more important to them. Maybe Quasu is. Order to do that? I don't think so. In the day and age of the salary cap, I just don't think that's a factor. I think in this. On that I understand. Red McCombs, it was back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I but understand. Yeah, you're right. I with, understand. With more, that text. But with the rookies' salary thing being slotted, not like it was when you know they let themselves go down the draft for you know because the signing bonus right. was astronomical back in the right. early 2000s. Big signing bonus, no guarantee in contract. Right. right. Big signing bonus, no guarantee in contract. And, but I think that I think it's a different day and age. I think he just wanted to do. I mean, he was Rick Spielman on steroids, you know, yeah. trying to acquire picks. He just didn't get enough quality for even quantity, let alone quality, for trading down that far. Boy, there are some that are in worse shapes than others, obviously, when it comes to uh, caps and, and dead ca- right. dead money and all that kind of stuff going on. I I, I would trust that the Vikings have an, I would have an understanding of what they can afford to. Sign. But again, Derek, it, it comes back to the. What's the vision here? <laughs> what's what's the, what's the vision for the Vikings? What you know? What what's the vision of the Vikings? Packers aren't going away. No, Lions the aren't Lions going away. The Lions certainly aren't going away. Chicago might be on a, with their picks, and they're not going away. Probably they might catch lightning in a bottle. They might be next year's Detroit Lions. Maybe. Well, they're, maybe they're not, in, but, I mean, you know, they're in what a they decide to do at quarterback, and you know, which Justin Fields goes along with that is going to be a really interesting watch because they're keeping this coaching staff, got a new offensive coordinator. I mean, you got a lot of time invested and a lot of you know equity invested into Justin Fields. I won't be surprised if they trade all of that and get more picks and try to stick with Justin Fields. There's so many interesting storylines there. You know what we don't talk about enough, and you know I get a few Bison fans 
hey, instead of drafting a guy, why don't you see what Jerry wants for a Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. I, I hear a lot of that. A little, little, little scuttle talk, but uh, that kind of, yeah. And, and I want to ask you as a non-Viking fan, because this gets brought up quite a bit on the show. But I am a Viking fan. And a fan. Well, yeah, but you you want them to win or whatever. But sure. Your main team is the Cowboys. Yeah, but, I, would, I would drink Tom Landry. But, but, if you were sitting there, and when I hear PA and these guys talking about trading up to get one of the top three quarterbacks, knowing there's like seven others that are pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, J.J. McCarthy, the kid out of Washington, Penix, you know, there's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've I don't know if I would list. want to go and trade more capital to go up. Maybe I'd want to maybe go down a few spots, get a few picks, and then... Try to go with these younger guys. And I would, I'd be right there with you. But then I'd go back to the question. What do we want? We want mobile. We want arm. Yes. We want yes. pocket. Well, I want you want mobile and move, you want move you in want, the pocket. You want mobile and you I want, want them arm. to move in the pocket, not stand there. <laughs> you want mobile. You want, you know, and, but it goes down to that. But to your point, you're saying, look, why waste the capital to go get it when there's a handful available that right. might fall into us? And now we can get the best of both worlds. Well, can they be a later first round pick, you know, like a Lamar? I mean, or can they can be, you know, a second round or third round pick? You know, we got the Russell Wilsons, or do you stumble into a Brock Purdy, which, you know, I think that kid is going to be. I mean, that's, but, but that's a second think, year player going to the Super but don't Bowl. Don't you think there is a, um, huh, how do I phrase Don't you think that there's a danger in that because there may only be one Brock Purdy? Well, right, right, hundred percent. Isn't there a danger in the, in the mentality that that you know we can't? Well, ready. you want to get lucky like Tom Brady and Brock Purdy, right? That's what late you, guys I mean, in drafts and really late guy in one. Particular well, draft. I mean, six round isn't all that different That's than late seventh. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, the goat's a six round pick. We're talking about it's it's a heck of a gamble. I don't know. It's it, I I just to go up and make sure that these guys in the top three are that much better. Then that second tier that we're talking about in a pretty good quarterback draft, I don't know if I want to give up a lot of draft capital for a May or a Williams, who was really good two years ago, had an okay year at USC, but he looks like your prototypical NFL quarterback. Now, defense, you know, for the textures that wants to say, am I second guessing? I did not see Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes when I watched him at Texas Tech. And I had a little bit of a rooting interest because I've gotten to know Troy Hawkins a little bit, who's his godfather, yep. former Twins pitcher, and obviously friends with Patrick Mahomes Sr. there with the Twins. Comes from good stock. And so my days covering the Twins, I was a little intrigued about how Patrick Mahomes Jr. was going to be because as yep. a 90s Twins fan watching his father pitch for the Minnesota Twins, I watched a few Texas Tech games. If you would have told me that he was going to become to what this, he is now, you've been when I, was, I would have been floored. I said, man, they're... The Chiefs are going up to get this kid. I mean, Arm slot, is he it raw? Factor, yeah, can run all that stuff. Didn't yeah, right. But his intangible it factor is off the off charts. charts. Yeah, it's a uh, Williams. Like pup, him or not, Williams. Um, you mentioned May, North Carolina. I mean, I'd imagine they're going to be off the board quick. Well, that's what we're thinking. But is this, is Chicago going to take him, or are they going to trade out and let the New Englands of the world or the you know, Washington's of the world go up and get him. Jaden Daniels as one of the he's lowest, like the third guy in lowest there. turnover worthy play rates in the nation. That's your LSU. Love watching him, right? So there's there's another. Um, if you don't like him, go watch. Even though they lost, watch the LSU Alabama game. I mean, that was. You know, I'm something. not so sure Daniels wouldn't be available for. That's the question. Minnesota right? at eleven. You just don't know. 
And they're at 11, right? But after watching the after watching the national championship game, there's a little bit of an it factor I like from J.J. McCarthy. Now, obviously, uh, you much rather watch the film of the Penix game in the semifinals, right, against Texas than you would the national championship game. But in defense of Penix, Michigan, pretty good defense this year. Yeah. You know, they kind of overshadowed much by their offense the way the Kansas City Chiefs are. Right. You know, there's a kid from Tulane. Maybe wait for a little bit later if you want to go How that many direction. Team, you know, can the Vikings afford to draft and, and develop that position? I think they might have to. As opposed to draft and we need you. Okay, so if, if Cousins is going to go sign a bigger deal with someone, so do you go and talk to a Ryan Tannehill about being that guy, you know, for a year? Or you're a little bit in the boat where they were when he went down. and They were shopping to find out right. other quarterbacks to step in. You that, know, that's the question you have. I mean, I, do you? Your I, fear is the Vikings are going to be in the same boat next year that they were this year. Well, they're obviously going to have to draft a quarterback. But if they re-sign Kirk Cousins, he's more or less a stopgap for whatever you do then, because. The future, long-term future, is not with him. Can we agree on that? Yep. And, and so you got to figure out what you're going to do there. And I just don't think a guy who's going to be a seven-step drop in the pocket and hope your line holds up for you, much like it did in the 49ers win. And the problem with that is that is that with the la- remember signs in the lands, we covered what we see every day. You know, he's talking about how to find Buffalo Bob or whatever the case may be. And uh, you guys said we covered. And and what the last thing we saw <laughs> was Cousins trending up. Right. You look great in the Green Bay game before he got hurt, 100%. Right? I mean, he was yeah. kind of trending up. This is the problem. He was getting protection. He looked great. He was, you know, throwing it to TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, they looked right. great. It, it, everything looked like it, you know, was kind of trending in that direction. And then the bottom fell out, mm-hmm. apparently. You know, it didn't exactly fall out because Dobbs came in. Well, oh, we got somebody. And then, to your point, maybe didn't use yeah. him any different. And then we're, yeah, we're back in the same boat. we're going to Denver and making him into Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm in that boat. Stand there and scan the field. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's fun to uh, – this is why the NFL is so popular. Mm-hmm. Because it is the – Best sport to armchair because you've got drafts and well, there's no off season. There's no, there isn't, and there's in game, and I wouldn't, I would have gone for the field goal. All of that stuff going in, yeah, two weeks to talk about it coming up around the corner. Hey, real quick on the on the house cleaning notes, kind of large weekend at Ralph Hingolstead Arena. I mean, for Bradbury's club, I guess they kind of put their foot down and said, "Yep." We have the we're on top now, and and not not trap. Sure, it's not going to be. We'll talk with Slosh on Friday. Imagine this this wouldn't be a. But they're on the road against a team that has what five points in the. Yeah, and so you know UND's now on top alone. Now they go to Miami of Ohio, a team that's on the bottom of the NCHC. This is the one that now that you've got some traction, you know, you go get. But man, that was insane. I was in Forks over the weekend a little, obviously calling a game. Uh it, there was a buzz, Derek. That was a that well. Was they're feeling nuts. good about life, and they should. That because, was nuts. Because what do they have that they haven't really had consistently since 2016 when they won the national championship? They got Lugwood Person in between goal. the pipes, and that's that's going to be the difference maker. You know, you got uh, all these great leaders, and a guy who is a superstar in the making with Jackson Blake. I mean, this is. Yeah, you got to feel good. They got Hobie Baker guys running around uh, left right. and right. They got lines coming in. Coons had a nice. I mean, it, it's it's really uh, coming together. Uh, busy week this week. Uh, at the end of it, it is NDSU UND week in hoops. That's right, header on Saturday. Uh, so that is good for the uh, the Dragon Men. They've sustained some injury. 
Uh, they dropped a couple. Obviously, Mankato's ranked like fifth in the country, so I felt terrible. You know, you suffer an injury or two, and all of a sudden you're depleted. Maybe not as strong, so they're looking to bounce back uh, coming up. Uh, the Dragon men and women actually have a Tuesday night game this week. Is that right? Against uh, Tomorrow night against uh, Minnesota Crookston, so that'll be good. That's odd. Well, I guess that's not far of a drive. Copper women got an eye-opener. They lost this weekend. They're still firmly at number two in the in the MIAC, but that was like, ooh, Hamlet got the Copper women lost? That's how good they've been doing, so that, that kind of rose up. And among other things that you got tonight, and, and to Paul's point, you got the Wolves in Oklahoma City tonight. That'll be on seven ninety. It's been a tough matchup for them for whatever Which reason. Really the last has been a couple of years. Um, back to our three class talk. Mm-hmm. So tonight in at May in Mayville, you have the number one team in girls basketball class A, Thompson, undefeated, taking on number one team in class B girls, Ooh. Mayport CG, undefeated. So class. So, so Mayport CG a, made it to the Class B. They didn't go over the no, threshold. Huh? Yeah, it's a B versus A. Yeah, undefeated. Thing. We got a doubleheader tomorrow out in uh, the, the Palace on the Prairie. Kindred and Northern Cats. I had a blast on Friday night. I uh, did a doubleheader there of basketball in Kindred. There's some. I tell you. I tell you what. Kindred's got some college coaches running around uh, watching Brad Wales Club. They got uh, two boys out there at least. You know Carson O.C. and and uh, uh, Brooks Baco. Uh, Baco's the underclassman 6'3". He threw one down with two hands like, wow, that kid can get off. And then OC's 6'8", that can handle the ball. I can tell you there's been a few college coaches from the Summit League who are running around that gymnasium uh, there too. So there, that's good. Let me. This is the first time we talked about this on the air because you and I have been putting the schedules together now with yeah. this whole change. And How do you think the state's going to take to the Class B boys and girls semifinals mm-hmm. being during the day on Friday? It'll be, yeah, yeah. It's it's because I think for a lot of people, that has been kind of appointment, yeah. Radio, TV, or whatever. Friday night, yeah. sit down and watch those two games. Now you're still going to get A, which is like big B's, right? I mean, yep. it's the bigger. So yep. you're going to get some yep. of these more enrollment B's, <laughs> right? <laughs> but if it's a Cinderella story, that's going to be now at one o'clock on a Friday afternoon, instead of. Friday night when you're off of work, it's good for us. We'll have it for right. you. It's good for radio. We're, you've been watching on the radio. We'll be there. But yeah. to your point, and and this is not an indictment on a three class system at all. But you and I share the same thing about uh, uh, saturation, saturation of music. If you hear "Stairway to Heaven" one time, you're like, "Ooh, that's a uh-huh. pretty good tune by Zeppelin." But if you hear it on the hour every hour, and we saturate it, all of a sudden you're not a big fan. You don't want to hear "Stairway to Heaven" anymore. Saturation of anything sometimes <laughs> milks it out right. to a point where it makes it less valuable. And what, that's what happens, I guess, when you go to more classes and you stretch this out and saturate the state. And I'm not, it's not an indictment. I, I get it. I get competitive equity and balance. And Well, you know what? where I pay my state taxes. Yeah. I mean, four-class system, <laughs> we're, we don't know when the games are half the time. <laughs> you have to check venues uh-huh. and games. But that's, they're, to your they're point. going from St. Thomas to... Saint, you know, to your point, to Concordia, Saint Paul, to Williams Arena, to yeah, it's, it's like trying to find the NCAA tournament on television. What's this on True TV? What's on Court TV? This is on the Food Channel? Did you like it better when just on CBS and they just moved you from game to game? Right, hundred percent. You know, it's like what I got to check the Food Channel out. Are they is diners, drivers, and dives getting bumped for a College of Charleston game? Yeah, that. But that to your point, I think that's what it does for the listeners slash viewers. Uh, basketball in the state of North Dakota, you really got to do your homework now and find out, okay, where are the games, when are the games, 
what you, I missed it. What do you mean they played at one? That to me is that's the. And I know it's a lot of work for us, but do you think that I mean there's going to be more of a push for like next year? Because the weekend of the twentieth or whatever through whatever it is, I know it's my birthday weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for there's nothing non, going on, right? So to non-saturate this, so why not have the B that weekend for the boys? Do you spread it so that it's isolated, mm-hmm. isolated in in their own? They they are their own entity. Because I yeah. know people in your world, yeah. they would have no problem doing state tournaments three weekends in a row for boys stuff. You know, oh. going from the Super A to the A to the B, plug in broadcast. So you go from the girls games and go to the next yeah. one. You know, maybe you know, maybe you double up the girls. I don't know. It's not fair to the girls either, but it's just. I understand it's a lot of weekends to not have the same thing going on, but yeah. man, I think in my sound tech, I, I just think there's yeah. something with the boys A B thing because the boys B has been it the has. jewel of the state really of North has. Dakota, and now you're blending it together, and I think it's going to turn a lot of people it has. off. The uh, the regionals in in the highest level. I mean, you're not if you're at the Bismarck Event Center, they would never give up the regional super boys and girls, the highest level, A, I guess, double right. A now. Because that is, because we talked about this last week, big basketball basketball community. I mean, they just loaded 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 people. Uh, and then if the B fell later, boom, if you got them both, I'd tell you the Civic or the event center, it was like giddy because they'd have right. all of that. And it's good because the B was that jewel. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, we kind of, we saw it coming. I mean, it's that's why it was. We such talked a, about last year at this time. It was such a controversial thing, uh, where there may not be a lot of exactly right answers. There's just a lot of better alternative kind of conversation, uh, which we'll do again coming up tomorrow. Um, I still feel for the team that never got to state and then the school folded. That probably wins our points today on our text club question. Well, I doubt the spuds are going to fold, but I'd certainly like to win, but see the them win a state title in hockey. Yeah. Got their own argument of that, too. Stick around. Common Man is coming up next on our sister station, KFGO, tonight. The Timber Puppies are taking on the Thunder of Oklahoma City. Do it again tomorrow. Stick around. Common next on 740 The Fan. Don't get stranded. Have your